Well, hello, Robbie. Oh, he's quiet tonight. Very. He's very quiet. This is episode 49 of the 222 podcast. We're on Facebook Live. We're going to be posting this on a Monday morning, and we've got lots and lots of stuff to get into. As you see, Robbie's here, but just silent tonight. He's a silent partner in tonight's podcast. So hanging out with us in the basement studio is Dan Newbert from WEEU. Dan, how are you? I'm doing excellent, Mike. Had a great time with you on the morning show That's and now right. hanging out with you again. How I did know. I get so lucky? You are going to have Mike Keller overload. <laughs> nobody nobody is jealous of you right now. Oh, really? Many hours of Mike Keller time. Uh, speaking of the WEEU morning show, we were talking about the 222 podcast. And we were talking about candy and all kinds of good stuff. And uh, we had a listener, Irene, who suggested that we try the M caramel flavor or as you call it caramel caramel it's caramel <laughs> obviously caramel so we're gonna give these a go let me tell you i had a, a doctor's appointment this afternoon then i ran out i thought i'd make one stop i stopped at a turkey hill i was gonna pick up our lottery ticket for saturday night we have a weu morning show lottery ticket myself dan and len carmen our news guy so i wanted to get that and I thought I'd pick up the M&M caramel candy for us to give a go to here on the podcast. Well, I stopped at the Turkey Hill, got the lottery tickets, no M&M caramel. Wow. Went down the street to the Wawa, completely sold out. There was a space where it should have been. So it's a hot item. But it was gone. Wow. So I then drive back towards the uh, shopping center there, and I go to the Weiss or Giant, whatever the heck, supermarket's there. No M&M caramel. I'm like, I'm I'm this close to giving up, but instead I decided to try the Target, and I go into the Target, and thank goodness they had it, but only in this giant bag. That's the only way they had it. So we got the M&M caramel. So a little another bonus testing here on the 222 podcast. We're going to jump in to these M&M caramel or caramel, if you're a heathen, uh, M&Ms, and now... How are your feelings on M&M's? You're eager. I like it. I'm very. What are your feelings on M&M's as a whole? I love M&M's. I'm a big chocolate guy. That's uh, definitely my go-to candy is something with chocolate and absolutely love caramel. That's what I'm always topping my ice cream with. So when I saw these, I was extremely excited. And when you said I get to try them for the 222 podcast, I was even more excited. So very cool. So you're all it. Now, what is your go-to when you get an M&M. Do you just go with the old-fashioned M&M's? Do you go peanut? Do you go peanut butter? They have crispy. They have pretzel now. What do you go with? I just go with the old classic. Old Faithful, you can't go wrong. Old Faithful. I, I, I like the Old Faithful, but I do like like the heftiness, the bigger size that is uh, like these caramel ones are the big ones, like the peanut M&M's and like the peanut butter. I yeah. like that heftier M&M. True, true. Like the, and it also is nice to have that crunch as well, but uh, kind of the uh, the outside of them does that. Oh, so they they are bigger. Yeah, they're bigger. They're yeah. like, they're like, they're the, like peanut. The, uh, the peanut size. Now, I'll tell you what I used to do, and uh, this was more uh, for me to uh, kind of uh, just slow down the eating process. I would go ahead and I would sort the M&M's by color. Before really? I ate them. Like, I would put all the red ones together. Then I would put all the green ones together. Then I would put the brown ones, the orange ones, and the blue ones, and the yellow ones together. And I would eat them in the order of least favorite color. So you were really that OCD. Yes. I would start with the brown, and then I'd go to the green. Then I'd eat the yellow, the orange, the red, and I'd save the blue for last. And would they start tasting better as you got closer to, you know, your favorite color? I'd pretend that, I'd pretend that the blue... I do hold this true. I don't even pretending. I think the blue M&Ms always taste a little bit better. You you don't think there's a certain color of M&M that tastes better than the rest? Now you know. I I, I didn't really no, I don't think so. <laughs> I never ever was asked that question. I was never posed such a question of if I can taste uh the difference in colors. Um no, I like, don't have a favorite color. I got to get a blue one here and I got to get a yellow one. Now I have them all covered. Now I'm going to try them. I'm going to eat them <laughs> in the order of my uh, f- from least favorite to most favorite. They so are very the color coded. Yeah. Oh wow. That is excellent. The consistency is so perfect. It is. It's chewy, but not too chewy. But it's definitely different. Like some of the M and M's, they all kind of blend in together. These definitely stand out. Like if you took a handful of different kinds of M and M's, you would definitely be able to tell which are the caramel, which are the peanut, which are the peanut butter. They would definitely be uh, uh, separated from the rest. Mm. I can tell why these were sold out everywhere. They're excellent. They're really, really good. This honestly might be my favorite M&M. I did hear some people complaining that they were too chewy. Too but, chewy. 
I don't think that's an issue. I don't think there's such a thing as uh, too chewy. I mean, depending on what the food is. Like someone was complaining that their jaws were going to get tired. I think you need to maybe work out. Maybe it's because our jaws are so strong from the amount of gum slapping we do. Very true. Yeah. These are excellent. Yeah, these uh, these are really, really good. These These might be the closest thing that we've had to a perfect score yet on the 222 podcast. This is just a bonus tasting, but I'm going to give these... A four point seven five. They're they're just about perfect, and I haven't even gotten to the blue ones yet. Wow! So you're about to you might even give it a perfect score once you uh, actually try the blue. I stand. I'm as I get further in, they're tasting better because of the colors. I hold I hold that uh, to be uh, a truth. These are are really good. This is this is my new go to M M&M. and What's your score? I, I got to go. Uh, last week I did those flavored chips were a perfect five because they were the flavored chip. Mm-hmm. I, I This is my favorite M&M I've ever had. This is the M&M. So you're giving them a five? I'm giving them another five. Man, I give it a four. See, I can't. I haven't given any, anything a five as but of you, yet. But you really can't unless it is the pinnacle because you're the host. You know what I mean? <laughs> you you can't just be willy-nilly handing out these fives. I'm a third chair guy. I can just throw out fives. My fives are meaningless. You're thinking of controversy. Exactly. Yeah, you want to get people talking. You know how I do it. See, I think I wish you would go along with me then and to say the blue tastes better because, by the way, <laughs> I just had the blue M&M. Oh, my gosh. The blue is a five. The rest are 4.75. I'm really good that you got that big bag. It's, these are these are incredible. Are you going to rob me tonight? I'm going to rob you. <laughs> Somebody has to. That's true. We'll get to Robbie, who is here, but he isn't here, folks. We'll talk about that. We've got a lot of other stuff I want to get to. It's episode 49 of the 222 podcast, and we're going to get things going right now. Searching for something, something never comes, never leads to nothing, nothing satisfies, but I'm getting close, closer to the prize at the end of the rope. All night long, a dream of the day, when it comes around and it's taken away, leaves me with the feeling that I feel the most, feel it come to life when I see your ghost. Getting things going here on episode 49 of the 222 podcast. You want to get us on Twitter? It's at Mike and Robbie. Hopefully, there's a lot of people hanging out with us here on the Facebook Live. We sure do appreciate you guys chilling out with us for a couple minutes, maybe the entire hour, as we uh, record the episode, which will drop on Monday morning up on readyneagle.com slash 222. You can also get it on your Apple Podcast app and on the Podbean application. That's Podbean, P-O-D-B-E-A-N. It's the 222 podcast, as I said. Two guys, two drinks, and two snacks. The two guys, myself, Mike, and Robbie. Hey, Robbie. Who's uh, actually in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. So in uh, hanging out with me tonight for Robbie is WEEU's Dan Newbert. Hey, Dan. Hey, how's it going, Mike? Pretty good. So, Robbie, while I was testing the audio earlier, because as you'll notice if you're on Facebook Live, and we won't spend much time on this because the majority of people who listen do just download the show and listen via podcast, but we've had some issues over the last <laughs> uh, two or three weeks since we've been doing the Facebook Live shtick where it's been super low and people have been very frustrated while trying to uh, watch and hang out with us on Facebook Live. And I really did not know what the issue was, uh, but then I figured it out. It was me. I was the issue. What did you do? I was the problem. I had the thing. uh, What is the technical term? Oh, messed up. I had it hooked up (laughs) completely wrong, completely and utterly plugged into the wrong hole. I had no idea. Look, the little thing we're using, it's not specifically designed for Facebook Live, but it works for Facebook Live, right? It'd be so much better than us yelling at the phone and hoping that the speaker on the phone or the mic (laughs) on the phone picks us up. It would be fun, though. It would be fun. Hey, so we don't have to do that, and I had it hooked up wrong. Now the audio should be crystal clear. You should have no problems. It should sound almost identical to what you hear on the podcast when you download it. So I appreciate the people who have kind of uh, 
bared with us uh, over the last handful of weeks. Like and, a panda. Yes, and just completely ignored and powered through my stupidity because that's what it boils down <laughs> to. That's what it boils down to. It happens. I know your your parents were listening and they were frustrated with the sound as well. Yeah, my mom was holding it up to her ear, basically digging into her <laughs> ear canal just so she could hear what we were talking about. But it was all good. All of our listeners had to get those old-timey hearing aids. <laughs> you get, like the giant phone. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like the funnel, like the old yeah. the funnel speaker that used to come out of a record player back in the 19. 19- like 10s or 1920s that's what they all had to get to their ears like you'd see it in game of thrones or something that old guy who uh killed at the red wedding like that guy's just up there holding everything into his ear so we apologize for that and by we i simply mean me because it's so much my fault rod said the sound is much better thank you rod we uh, absolutely corrected the issue and as i said the issue was me so while i was testing it earlier while i was testing it I was uh, up on Facebook Live doing a little test thing earlier, and Robbie chimes in. Robbie? Robbie Lessig. I miss him already. <laughs> he's, he's right here. But he's, How can you miss him? He's, he's so, sitting right next to us. He's so handsome and red. And he is down at uh, Rehoboth Beach, and he was telling me that the sound is so much better as he was eating seafood at the Phillips Seafood House uh, in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. Must be nice. <laughs> must be nice. Yeah. I'm slaving away here. I'm chatting sure. for another hour, and he's down shoving crab legs into his face as quickly as humanly possible. Yeah, I'm sure he's really missing out on tonight's episode. He's really <laughs> hurting that he's missing out on episode 49. And while he may not be missing you guys, you don't have to miss him because we got him right here. <laughs> Up on the uh, mic stand. He's going to be with us in spirit tonight. And if he feels like chiming in, I have the microphone ready. We'll just get the mic and put it right up to his mouth here in case he has anything he wants to say. He's been eerily silent tonight. He has though. been. Yeah. I feel like he's just mailing tonight's Some, episode. Something in. must be wrong. He's leaning on you, Dan. He really is. He really is. He's putting a lot of pressure I'm on you. i crutch here on the third chair. Uh, so Robbie will be back next week. And next week is going to be a big show because it is our 50th episode and it's going to be the year anniversary of the 222 podcast. So we're going to have a big show next week, lots of fun. We're going to have some special guests. Unfortunately, Dan will not be able to be here, but we'll have some other special guests uh, that are going to be joining us uh, here on the show. But uh, lots to get to before we even think about getting to episode 50. Real quick, Jen in the Facebook live chat says, I'm going to send you guys a Florida care package. Any requests? Uh, Let me tell you, uh, anything. We're not picky. Maybe I'll just get myself in a box and ship myself there. Yes, can we, that sounds good. Can we be a PA, uh, yeah. a PA um, a care package that can be sent down to you? Yes, <laughs> we want to go down to you and hang out with you in Florida. But we'll certainly take anything. We love all of the goodies that get sent to us, and we love to try them. So Irene requested and uh, suggested that we try those caramel M and M's, and we definitely dove right in and loved them. In fact, Dan still is still loving them. <laughs> He's still loving them right now. So uh, feel free to send us anything. Again, we are not picky. We will take anything and everything is sent our way. Uh, a couple things I want to get into. Number one, uh, I can make any situation horribly awkward. So I want to talk about that. <laughs> but I also witnessed something that I kind of wish that I would have said something about. Because I feel like I kind of chickened out with a certain situation. And I think it's because I am just awfully and horribly against confrontation and i avoid confrontation whenever humanly possible and i feel nothing wrong with that though i feel like in this instance i absolutely should have not just embraced confrontation but like ran straight into it and i feel like i dropped the ball and may have done a disservice to all of mankind by all of mankind all of mankind what did you do mike by avoiding this confrontation so I was at that's a rough one. The Redner's Mini Mart that we were just at earlier. Yeah, it's a good okay? spot. It's a good spot. Yeah. Dan showed up and he brought his <laughs> drinks and snacks, and unfortunately, he had the same drinks and snacks that we were uh, enjoying here about uh, oh I don't know it's uh, May now about three months ago. He got the bye bye drinks, the uh, Christopher Walken, yeah, uh, Justin Timberlake bye bye drinks. So we didn't want to uh, do that again, so we ran out and we got a new drink for Dan to bring to the podcast here uh, on this uh, 49th episode. And while we were out there, I said, hey, it's funny that we're going here because this mini mart is going to show up. It's going to be kind of a scene for a topic I want to talk about on tonight's show. Okay, so what's up? So I'm there and I'm getting gas the other day. First of all, I had to get gas in my car and my mower ran out of gas, so I had to take the little five-gallon tub. And there's no good way... 
to get gas in a five-gallon tub if you don't have a pickup truck without making your entire vehicle <laughs> smell like the interior of Definitely, gas. Definitely, yeah. So I think I'm really being a smart cookie, right? I think I'm really beating the system. I put the five-gallon gas container inside a big black trash bag. Okay, smart smart thinking. And then I put the trash bag in the back, and so far so good. So I don't have to touch it. I don't have smell in my hands. Yeah. I don't have to get the smell on the steering wheel, and I'm going to be absolutely clean. But I made one small error. I filled my car up first, and then I went and put the bag and the little five-gallon container down on the floor. But I did not remove the container from the bag. So when I put the nozzle down and pointed it toward the uh, five-gallon container, some gas spritzed out. Some little <sighs> leavings that was in there from the car fill up, and it poured on to the container and then also onto the bag so oh, now i just you. completely thank god you brought the bag i completely eliminated <laughs> the reason the use the the whole point of yeah. the bag so yeah. the whole bag is now wasted but i kept up the charade anyways and i filled the thing up put it in the car but now my whole car smells like gas and it was very frustrating it went away just like yesterday after two or three days but i'm an idiot and it's the cross i have to bear but as i'm standing there <laughs> filling up my car and i look over and there is a lady in her car this is right around lunchtime and she's just sitting there smoking a cigarette in her car all right which is no big deal mm -hmm. uh and all of a sudden she starts to back out and then stops so she's like halfway out of the space and very oddly she pushes a can out her window like this right she just pushes an empty it appeared to be like an energy drink can or she was drinking a pound or a beer like it wasn't your 12 wasn't ounce soda yeah okay. no it was a bigger can okay she pushes it out the window right onto the ground and Just then continues to back out and leaves the gas station. Now, wow. her window was open, and she drove right by me. And every instinct in my body told me to go, really? Hey! Because I hate littering. Yeah. I hate it. Like, I even would And especially, she's in a place where there are so many trash yes. cans, it's obscene. Or, just like you do, throw it in the floor of your car. <laughs> yes, I do do that. Just throw it in the floor of your car. <laughs> That's what I do. I mean, you're, she, she wasn't driving a BMW. This wasn't a Lamborghini. Yeah. This was some old beater car <laughs> from, like, the 1990s or early 2000s. It wasn't like she was driving some luxury vehicle. It was easily a car that if you would have told me there was a can on the floor, I would have went, yep, that makes about this. That's a... <laughs> That makes sense. That looks like a can on the floor that, type that, of yeah. car. Yeah, I think there are several cans probably on that floor. I feel like it's can, it's prime cam car territory. So I can see why you said this is a disservice to all of mankind. Honestly, Mike, I'm a little disappointed. Would in you, you have said something? I would there. have. What would you have said? I would have probably said uh, something like, you know, they make trash cans or something like that. I really wanted to yell at her, and I had all kinds of things lined up that I could have yelled at her. But just nothing. And none came of them out. came out. Nothing came out. Did you even open your mouth and then? I went. Ah, 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 <laughs> oh, just go ahead. Ah, ah. Like it even <laughs> upsets me. I don't think it's right that like uh, people who smoke can just fling their butts out yeah, the window. Yeah, drives me crazy. That's literally. Yeah. It yeah, I completely agree. It's the worst. And people say, "Oh, well, no, they're they're biodegradable. Those things take." Forever. And it's not any more or less biodegradable than me balling up a piece, piece of paper, paper and yeah. throwing it out the car. That's yeah. the same thing. I or if I take an empty uh, French fry wrapper and throw it out of the car. It's just paper. It's a bag. It bothers me so much littering. The only, it's ridiculous. The only person I've ever yelled at for littering, and I absolutely did do this, I was running a 5K. It was over here in Why Missing, and it was a 5K run-walk. And my wife and my daughter were walking. So I'd already finished, and I was backtracking the course to meet up with them. Mm. And as I was backtracking and running toward them, I was coming towards me in the grass was this kid who had a container or something. And he drank it, and just like this 8-year-old kid, 10-year-old kid, threw it in the grass. And I said, hey, pick that up. Oh, so, so you'll go at the 10-year-old. Yeah, the 10-year-old, I'm not as intimidated <laughs> by. But like an adult. But, but a 30-year-old but a, but a, uh, woman, I'm not messing with her. No. <laughs> Forget that, man. I'm out on well, that one. She's a smoker. Oh, well, yeah, she's probably tough. What if she tried to put the cigarette out oh, on Oh, yeah, me? then you would be, yeah. Then no, I would have to squeal, be no bueno. and I'd have a scar. Yeah. So maybe you made the right call, but honestly, Mike, I'm a little disappointed that you didn't say something. Especially should have said something. Yeah, if you're this much into the anti, uh, I don't like littering. Not, that's what I'm saying. Like, have you ever littered? I definitely on purpose. No, no. Because I'm even that idiot. Like when uh, if I'm at a uh, picnic area and a napkin blows away, I'll I run. I will be the idiot who scampers across the. 
uh, open field or parking lot trying to chase down yes. a napkin, which is impossible during a windy day. Every time you go to bend over, the thing gets further away, yeah. and you just look like a complete boob because yeah. nobody can see what you're going for. Yeah, that's that's rough. So I, I should have said something, right? I think so. I, I think like so. A waste. I feel like a waste. Yeah, and I, I kind of do the same thing, even if I'm just, you know, walking through a park. If you see a piece of trash, you know, five steps away from you, it doesn't hurt you to go and pick it up. Although I do feel a little bit like a hypocrite because I had to finish pumping my gas, and the can kept rolling down the hill. Oh, no. And eventually, because of the wind and gravity and the hill, like, it went back around the building, and I was like, well... I can't go all the way back there. Get that. <laughs> Forget that. <laughs> someone, I mean, someone who works here will pick it up. So I feel like, I feel like if I wanted to yell at her and I lose, I lose all my my yeah. soapbox self righteousness by the fact that I didn't go pick the can up. Yeah, and you, you just uh, let that one go. That yeah, I guess you're right. And also, I'm still curious, what was she drinking? Yeah, because I think it. I think it was a beer. I, I and there's a there's a beverage store quite nearby, right so around I, the corner. I wouldn't doubt it. I think it was a beer. And I think if you're that bold to be pushing it out in a crowded parking lot as someone standing right next to you, you might have a little buzz going. But she tried to do it so sneaky. Oh, just like so, like because even I think the way she backed up was to block like the um, cashiers. And the employees inside the Redner's Mini Mart. I think she was trying to hide it, and that's why she did it so shady-like when she just kind of pushed it out. Like, she didn't toss it. Her one hand had the cigarette out there, and the other hand came out and pushed it like it weighed a ton. Like it was a brick that she could barely get up out the window. She was kind of like the 007 of littering. She was very sneaky. Wow. She was a littering ninja is what she was. But I caught her because I'm observant. And you really told her, too. And nothing gets (laughs) I just stared Thank at God her. you caught her. Because stared uh, at her. What would we do if you didn't tell that off? Oh, I'm just the worst. I am just the worst. I really wish that I would have said something, but I did not say anything. Uh, speaking of uh, really wishing I didn't do something, I really can make any situation awkward. I have two situations recently where I feel like I just wish I was a normal person. Like, I just wish I was, I had any kind of social sense. You know what I'm saying? You ever been in those situations where you, you realize... All you do is think about not being an idiot and not being stupid and not drawing attention to yourself. And then that's all you do. And yet that's all you do. Yeah, and then and then later in the night you'll just be replaying that moment over and over again like, man, I really botched that. And <laughs> I, I was all psyched up for it too. Not just later in the night. <laughs> later in the week. Later in the month. Later, later in, in the, the year. On, the, on my deathbed. Yeah, I've been thinking all these things. <laughs> Dateline about, oh, I don't know, two weeks ago I had to go to, uh, I had to, go to court because oh. I got pulled over. Uh, for speeding, right? And uh, and the ju- the cop told me to uh, plead not guilty, and I won't get any points, and because I, 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 it was an honest mistake on my part. So go and take care of it. Plead not guilty. I did that, and I had to go to court. So I'm walking in, and the cop and I were actually out in the waiting area because I was the only court date that uh, court time that that day apparently. And we're chatting back and forth. We're talking about uh, the Phillies. Nice. He's talking about going down to see Metallica at Lincoln Financial Field. So oh, we're, cool. we're having a very a nice cool conversation. Cop. Very cool cop. And then the judge is like, come on in. So we walk in, and I'm just, like, shooting the breeze with this officer as we walk into the courtroom. And he walks up to the bench, and I'm going with him. Like, I'm just walking with him up to the bench. And as I walk up, all my years of watching, like, Night Court and <laughs> Law and & Order and other terrible <laughs> – uh, court-based TV shows, once I'm about three feet from the bench, it occurs to me that maybe I shouldn't approach the bench. Those are the exact words that popped into my mind. So I do some weird box step. I go up and I walk up oh, towards no. the bench with the cop and I do this maneuver. Like, I'm walking confidently. Hey! I'm feeling good about myself. And I walk up and I go, <laughs> like, some kind of weird, uh, like, back in my musical days, like, I did some weird choreographed dance as I walked up there. So I went like this and went, <laughs> and then I stood there and I was like, can I approach or should I stay back here? And they <laughs> they both stop and look at me. They're like, yeah, come on up. I what, mean, is, what is wrong with you, what guy? Is, what is, <laughs> Permission to approach the bench, sir. <laughs> I, so I walked up and then I just stood there and I felt like about that big. Yeah, because, that'll happen. Yes, because, you know. 
you're already in the courtroom. I'm already in the courtroom. There's nobody else there. Yeah. Like, it's obviously a very laid-back situation. Yeah. And I'm, I'm there because I was going a little too fast. I'm not there because... I killed someone. Like, there's there's not a bailiff. Yeah. Bull's not there. It's really? very disappointing. John Larroquette wasn't there to prosecute me. <laughs> I was very disappointed, and the judge didn't look like she knew magic. So I was like, oh, this is a complete We're failure. good to go. But just those little situations. Like, I'm like, I should be able to make it through. Yeah. Without, and now, because I'm on the radio, like, in my mind, like, with all the billboards and the ads in the paper and the nonsense, I feel like everybody goes... Oh, this is that idiot. Every time I come into a room. <laughs> and I feel like all I'm doing... It's like you're poster boarded. That, yeah. Like, this guy. <laughs> he's going to come in and do something screwy. <laughs> like, I feel like everyone's watching me a little bit closer. They'll be like, oh, my gosh. Just wait for it. It's coming. This guy's got a billboard, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so I walk in uh, to the doctor's office today. I had to go get a checkup. Just okay. I had to get a prescription renewed, and they decided... Really badly that they wanted my copay. So I had to go get in there, and I walk in, and you go in the little room, and after you get weighed in and everything, and they do the little, uh, the nurse does the little preliminary stuff. Yeah. So on the table. So, you know, it's the butcher paper out on the table yeah. there. And there's a little step, and I'm looking at it, I'm like, this is the step? Because it's, it, like, I could jump up, but you look silly if oh, you're yeah, 38 yeah, years old, yeah. and you do the little. The little. Hop, yeah. <laughs> you look like an idiot. Yeah, I mean, at any age, you kind of look pretty silly doing that. So, but the the stool that is there for me to step on is only like that wide, like that wide. Why? I don't know. So I go to like shimmy my way up, and like I'm trying to push myself up, and I slip off the stool, and I kind of fall Jeez, off this little Mike. table. And then she comes over, and it's a drawer thing, and she pulls it out, and now it's like three foot wide, <laughs> and she just looks at me. Well, there's your problem. <laughs> so I get up there. I almost so basically I walk in. First thing I do is fall off this paper stool type butcher paper thing, whatever yeah. they got up there with no pickle. And then <laughs> I go. She goes, now let's take your temperature. So she brings the thermometer stick thing over, right? And all you have to do when the nurse brings the thermometer stick thing open and says, let's stick this under your tongue. What is your only responsibility? Open your mouth, right? Yeah. That's it. Not me. I like lunge toward it. I like. I'm trying to help her out. Let me get that I'm trying to meet her in the middle. <laughs> so instead of it going into my mouth, it like jams into my teeth. Jeez, Mike. And then she, I go, I'm, I go, I'm sorry. And I got like a fat lip. Yeah. And then you're sitting there, and it's in there, and you can't explain yourself because now you got a stick in your mouth. No, no, no. And you can't talk. So now it's just ten awkward seconds of me sitting there. And then she goes, "Let's check your blood pressure." So I try to get my sweatshirt off, and I'm very good. Normally, I'm very good at taking off sweatshirts, and I go to take my sweatshirt off, but this one, this Nike sweatshirt, for some reason, has a very small neck, and I forgot to take my hat and glasses off, so I'm trying to pull it over. The mess. And now she's standing in front of me, and I'm a 38-year-old man stuck in a sweated sweatshirt, <laughs> and I can't get out, and I finally get it off, and my glasses are, like, hanging off like this, and my hat's in the sweatshirt. I have to retrieve it. <laughs> And it's just it, like everything like, that moment right there. Oh, how man. can I do this with every aspect of my life? Yeah. When you first asked me the question, have you had any of these moments? I thought I did <laughs> every uh, apparently I haven't had a moment like this. And then, you know how if you get a, a really heavy set person uh, sometimes on the plane, they need the extender. Yeah. For the belt buckle. Mm -hmm. And they do that sometimes on like a roller coaster, like yeah. a really uh, yeah. chunky person will need the extender. Well, I'm the opposite of that when it comes to the cuff for the. Um, uh, blood pressure thing because they had to get what is what it boils down to be like the kids one, like the one that she put on me was too big. It was like it had like flat. It was like kids had like SpongeBob on it. They it, had to use the kids one she, after <laughs> she put the grown up one on me, and the Velcro didn't reach. Oh man, that's how small my biceps are. That's rough. Well, she went with the left one. Oh, see that's that's why the right one's yeah, much that more one defined. has a little more swell. So, and it's just constant. Me making a fool out of myself. And then the doctor comes in. I have a great doctor. He's a super nice guy. <laughs> but he starts breaking out these blood tests from back in the day, back in like 2014, and going over these blood tests with me. And he's way too he's way too sharing. Like he's starting to make like I'm I'm guessing he's making up words because they're words I've never heard before. <laughs> and he's in detail going through each aspect of my blood test. And you're just like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. He could be made. your bippity boppity boop <laughs> is perfectly in the right level. You know, you have some gorgeous fuma my Ah, uh, yes, yeah, doctor. Yes, I see what you're saying there. Yes. I've seen scrubs. Yes. I, I too like doctors. Yes. <laughs> and he goes through everything and the whole time I'm just sitting there and he could have said anything because I just stopped listening. Yeah. 
Because yeah, I have no at idea that what point, talking yeah, about. What's the point of checking in? This is just information that cannot be processed or no. even used in your brain. And I, they even put like little arrows to show what should be higher or lower because <laughs> they tried to dumb it down. But even that I don't understand. You're just like, what? Up? <laughs> <laughs> like all I want to know when I go to the doctor is, am I healthy? Am I going to die? Am I going to die? <laughs> like how close am I to death? Yeah. And they're like, you know, you're pretty far away from it we'll just see you, in, see you in a couple months yeah see you in a couple years <laughs> and then he offered to do a hernia check and i said i'll pass bye <laughs> i'm good i'm good on that uh but that was uh that was my afternoon today well that sounds like a very fun afternoon my afternoon was slept was spent uh napping with a puppy so, nice your so, puppy or just some random well, i puppy? guess it's not it's not actually a puppy he's eight years old but okay. he's, he's a tiny little yorkie so i still call him a puppy so no it was my girlfriend's dog that was my afternoon. Were you, are you ever worried when something that small curls up next to you? Like, I'm sometimes worried about it with the cats, that you're going to roll over in the middle of the night and smother them? Absolutely terrified, and uh, my girlfriend would not be my girlfriend if anything happened to her dog. Are, in the, in the <laughs> order of importance, oh. is the dog above you? I'm, I'm way down on the list, Mike. Uh, the dog is way up there. I, I don't even know if I'm in the top five. <laughs> not even top five. <laughs> All right. Hey, let's get into our drinks and our snacks here. We'll let the guests go first. Robbie, do you yes. have anything? You have any? no, Robbie has nothing. Robbie says he has nothing for Thanks us. Thanks a lot, Rob. Uh, do you have anything uh, you want to present to the crew tonight? I got these. Uh... <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were still talking to me or if you were talking to our friend Robbie. Oh, no. Robbie's, uh he's not talking. No, I'm not sure how to pronounce the uh, say hail, I believe it is. Sahel snacks. Uh, Sahel. Sahel. There we go. So you're the professional. I have no idea. <laughs> so uh, my mom, she was actually the one who found these, and I just thought I was like, "Mom, I gotta take these. These sound great." So it's. So uh, did you keep your mom from eating these just so we could try them tonight? I on the think podcast? I might have. Yeah. So. I'm sorry, Mrs. Newbert. <laughs> your son's so damn inconsiderate. Yeah, but uh, she'll, she'll she'll still get a taste. We're not gonna polish these off like we might the caramel. Uh, but these are tangerine or vanilla. the caramel. Yeah, either one. Tangerine, vanilla, cashew, macadamia, glazed mix. Check Let me see out. these. And there's a little, uh, there's a little uh, ditty on the back. The smooth vanilla and bright citrus flavors were the perfect treat for a lazy summer day. We reimagined this classic combination by pairing pure ground Madagascar vanilla bean and tangerine with crunchy cashews and buttery macadamia nuts. Beyond ordinary. It's the snack Woo. better promise from... Let me just... What is that bouquet like? Uh, it's it's kind of uh, not much to it actually. I think these are a more healthy alternative. They, I know uh, Robbie last week was talking about how important that non-GMO kind of stuff is to uh, our good friend Robbie. Now, while there isn't much of an orangey or vanilla smell, when you definitely take a bite of it, uh, you can definitely taste it. So it's a snack mix, apparently, like a trail mix it's, it is that is all glazed and stuck together. At the end of the day. Basically, that's what it boils down to. It's not bad. Pretty good. There's not a lot of flavor from the glaze. No, I thought it would be more vanilla-based. What I get most flavor from is for the dried mangoes that are in there. Definitely, and those are good. They're very good, but even the nuts... They don't really have much of a flavor to them. I think they've kind of ruined them with whatever with, kind of weird uh, coating they put on them. Yeah, it's not that I don't like the nuts. It's just uh, it definitely seems like the flavored profile of them has definitely changed with that glaze. Yeah, it's and it's it, it kind of I feel like they've dulled the flavor of the nuts. Some of the nuts are definitely better than others, though. These cashews are really good. You think like I mean I can taste a little of the cashew. The macadamia, which are so expensive, don't have much of a taste in this. You know, sometimes yeah, I really, I'm not getting any macadamia. Sometimes you feel like a nut. <laughs> sometimes you don't. There you go. Uh, let's try this soda. You also brought Mountain Dew Spiked Raspberry Lemonade, spiked with prickly pear cactus juice. It's non-alcoholic, in case you were wondering. So maybe this is what that lady was uh, drinking in the um, parking lot. I will say it's weird. They're trying to get fresh, though, calling it spiked and not having any alcohol in it. Because I'm trying to think or read here, this does not appear to be a carbonated beverage. It's a splash of real fruit juice spiked with prickly pear cactus juice, no artificial sweeteners. This is how Dew does raspberry lemonade. Oh, wow. So it's it's not not even carbonated at all. It's not carbonated. It's not a soda. Dana wants to know, where did Dan's mom find that? Must try. That snack. I'll find out. Maybe if my mom texts me or lets me know where she found it, that nice snack. We can let her know. Uh, it does have a little 
a little carbonation on the tongue, but just a little bit. It's not bad. That's not bad at all. It is very... No, I, I actually really like that. Very sweet. I, that would be a, re- a very refreshing summer drink. I have no problems with that whatsoever. Very, very good. Raspberry. It is lemon. I'm trying to see... I like that subtle carbonation, though. Yeah. Like, just how you said. It's not bubbles, but no. it has a fizz. It has a fizz to it, and you don't see it, hear it, but you feel it. It's more of a sensational thing on your tongue yeah, than anything else. Definitely. Um, I like it. Do you get the pear in there at all? I don't get the prickly pear. Yeah. I don't get the prickle or the pear. I don't know what pear cactus juice is. No, so I don't know if I could be getting it or <laughs> not. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm getting a heavy dose of it. I, I, may, I may be all over it. I just have zero idea what it is. This is good, though. I, would get, it, good. I would get it again. Very good. All right, let's get to my stuff. We're going to go with this. I'm a huge pretzel guy. I know there's some of you out there who don't like pretzels, and I don't understand that. I love pretzels. And one of my favorite pretzels to snack on are the Tom Sturgis little ones. You ever Ooh, have those guys? Yeah, Perfect incredible. Snack snacking pretzels and then they have the little cheesers which are like the cheese flavored pretzels that come in the same size as the little ones oh i would be into those they're excellent so instead of the little ones or the little cheesers i picked up the tom sturges hot cheesers Ooh. so a little bit of a spicy cheese pretzel there we go now i have been longing to try these they've been sitting here in the basement studio for quite some time and i can't wait to give them a go <laughs> that sounds appetizing all right what <laughs> i mean they're in a bag well they're not i mean they still got we got till july 23rd oh, gotcha. we have to eat them i could have kept them a little bit longer but i like them they, they appear to have the same consistency the same texture as the normal little cheesers they're just hoping to have a little bit of a spicy taste to them i'm trying to see if there's anything on here about little cheesers uh hot ones but no i do have a there's a little bitty here a, a, a bit a little what a little bitty is that what it is? I want to say? I think a bitty is uh, not what you're going for. You're going for ditty. A little ditty. That's there we it. Go. Thank you. A little ditty here about Tom Sturgis. I knew bitty didn't sound right. Those are hot. Are they hot? See, now, are you a spicy guy? I do. I really like spicy. Okay. I'm, not, I'm not saying it's overly, but you definitely, uh, you don't expect it. No. You'll see. You'll see. These are good. Yeah. Dana just said pretzels. Come on, Keller. Pretzels <laughs> are an amazing drink. Nothing goes better with a delicious beer than a nice uh, handful of pretzels. I think you might be right with that. These are really good. They, These are really, really good. Yeah. Tom um, Sturgis does it again. And again, right here in Reading, lose. Pennsylvania. Right here in Reading, Pennsylvania. Local snack. But for people that are not spicy people, no. These are spicy. If you don't like cheese or artificial cheese and you don't like spiciness, <laughs> you're probably not going to be into this. I really don't get any of the cheese. Well,. The cheese is there. I get it. I think uh, I feel like I got the cheese on my first bite, but after the hot kicked in, and now that's the uh, prevailing taste. These are a little spicier than I think you normally expect to get. Very with a uh, spicy snack, because normally the spicy snacks can be a little disappointing. But a there's definitely heat. There's definitely heat, and it's not a hitch in the face heat. Mm-mm. It is a heat that kind of comes over you uh, at the end. There. That is a very very good pretzel. Yeah. All right, my drink. I went to Barley Mo. And I picked up a crowler of a uh, beer. I love the crowler. We've talked about this numerous times on the 222 podcast. Um, I'm a huge fan of an IPA that's called Free, uh, it's from Free Will, and it's called Cloudy with a Chance of Charcuterie. Very good beer. I like charcuterie as well. Um, this is their Cloudy with a Chance of Apricots. Mm. So this is a twist on that beer. I love I. Um... Ithaca beers made that incredible apricot wheat. Yes. I love that beer. We went on a, a little bit of a uh, long weekend, like a five-day vacation up in the uh, Finger Lakes. I have a nice glass for this. Finger Lakes region. Do you want to mix beers? Uh, actually, no, I do not. Yeah. So let's use these guys here. You're a smart guy. Up in the uh, Finger Lakes region, <laughs> and we spent some time in Ithaca, and I actually had some Ithaca brews right there. In the town of Ithaca. That's uh, where my both my sister and my brother graduated from. That is a that's an interesting campus up there in Ithaca. <laughs> yes, some interesting drum circles that go on at I, that uh, down in the Commons. Well, also let's say you uh, you're a little tired or you're not in such great cardiovascular condition. Oh. Like getting back to some parts of that campus can be a real kick in the head because it's uphill. It's like you have to be Batman and Robin from the old 1960s show. You got to get a rope and walk up the <laughs> side of a building. <laughs> yeah, and all of a sudden Charo is going to pop out the window and go choo 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 choo. <laughs> it's straight Love up and it. down. All right, cloudy with a chance of charcuterie from Free Will Brewing Company. Uh, this is the cloudy with a chance of apricots. Excuse me. What do you think? Not bad. I got to go in for a second sip. My uh, first one wasn't big enough. 
That's very good. It's very, um, not very hoppy at all. Mm-mm. Um, the uh, fruit, I believe, really cuts it. That is, uh, that's an excellent beer. It is a really, really good beer, and people that uh, don't like, like, like the fruity beers, that's good. That is extra fruity. But, it, but it's not like, it definitely has a very prevailing fruit taste, but it's not like overly, no. like, it's not like, um, like uh, those those apple ciders that are just no. way too apple you know what I mean? It's no. a very nice flavor. It's a good flavor, and it's just not, a lot of these IPAs, like if you get a grapefruit IPA or a pineapple IPA, uh, they tend to be a lot more subtle. Yeah, this is not subtle. This this you know what's in there. It's definitely a very sweet beer, but I uh, I enjoy it. I enjoy it a lot. Yeah, this is a good beer. All right, let's go through our rankings. Let's start with your um, Sahel or Sah or Sahel, whatever it is. Snacks, tangerine, vanilla, cashew, macadamia glazed mix. What do you think? Uh, it wasn't terrible. Um, as far as snacks go, I don't think I would be, you know, reaching into the cabinet and grabbing that. So it wasn't bad. I'm going to give it a 2.5. Uh, it wasn't terrible, but I don't know if I would go in again. Maybe, maybe actually I'm going to drop that down to a two. See, I'm a big fan of like the nuts and dried fruit mixes. I think this would be very good if it didn't have the glaze. You think you think the glaze drops it? I think the glaze just kind of, it taints. The entire mix. Yeah, because that's the only taste that you're getting except for the mango. And the glaze doesn't have much taste, so it's all, I feel like it's dulling everything. Yeah, yeah, it does just kind of like it brushed it with a little dull paintbrush. Yeah, I, I don't like it uh, all that much at all. I'm going to give it a two as well. It just didn't do much for me. Uh, the maybe s- my mom will like it, Maybe though. your mom. If your mom likes it, <laughs> more power to her. How about the Mountain Dew Spiked Raspberry Lemonade, which is spiked with prickly pear cactus juice? Even though I didn't taste any uh, prickly pear, or at least I didn't think I did, really good. I would buy that again. That's a that's a. I'm gonna go three point seven five. Three point seven five. That is a tasty beverage. I like that as well. And as Dan said earlier, the what it appears to not be carbonated, but then you take a sip, and it has that little bit of. There's the word subtle again. Subtle carbonation. It's more again more like a sensation on your tongue than anything else. I liked it a lot as well. I'm gonna give it a three. I think it would be really good if you actually did mix it with, uh, like, made it as a mixed drink. I'm, I think it would be perfect. I was as thinking a it's the exact same thing, but I didn't want to feel like an alcoholic. No, like, well. I feel you throw you throw a little <laughs> splash of maybe either vodka or rum in there. That would be a very good drink, or even some bourbon. Really, anything, <laughs> whatever, whatever you have lying. Now around. you sound like an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> you throw that in there and you have a good time. Yeah. Uh, how about my Tom Sturgis hot cheesers? I will tell you that I got them because I like the little ones and I like the little cheesers. I didn't think. I would like them this much. I kind of thought I would be disappointed in the heat because I always want things to be hotter than they are. This is almost the perfect amount of heat for snacking. It's not too hot where it's going to cause you to drink, 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 drink to try to dull it. It's just hot enough that it gives you that nice burn on your tongue. I really, really enjoyed them. I'm going to give them a 4.25. I'm going to go with a 4 just because I really did enjoy them. I think I would eat them. The spice was just too much for me if I was snacking that, like, I feel like I would start getting heartburn after uh, <laughs> after a couple more of You these. have to go to the Tums. Yeah, hey, and then I'll, I'll just alternate between these and Tums, yeah. Maybe that's something Tom Sturgis could work out a deal with Tums where they put a little pack right on the right, front here. Yeah, right on the front. Or you get a coupon. Yeah, yeah. Tear it off. Save $2 on Tums. I think we have something there. we we got to go to the Tom Sturgis people. Hey, yep. Tom, call me. Uh, <laughs> and finally... From Barley Moe, uh, it was on their uh, tap list this week. Free Wills, Cloudy with a Chance of Apricots. I think Cloudy with a Chance of Charcuterie is one of the very best IPAs I've had in a long time as far as new IPAs. Uh, I think if I look on Untapped, unfortunately my phone's over there streaming this uh, show. I think if I look on my Untapped, I would give it, uh, I gave the Cloudy with a Chance of Charcuterie like a four and a half. I would give the Cloudy with a Chance of Apricots a nice solid four. Very good beer. Don't like it as much as the original, but it's still quite tasty. Yeah, it's a really, really good beer, really drinkable beer, and uh, definitely anyone that doesn't like the hoppy, that likes the flavor, they would really enjoy this one. I fall into that category. I'm gonna also, I'm gonna give it a four as yeah, well. It's a very good summer beer. Like if you're out at a hot uh, picnic, uh, grilling or something like that, it's going to be a, uh, it's a good beer for this weekend. Yeah, people are gonna be out of picnics. This is a good one to try uh, if you get your hands on it. Free wills, cloudy with a chance of apricot. So some good stuff there. Hey, a bunch of other things. I want to get into, uh, but real quick, um, I had to try to play it cool last night. Last night, uh, me uh, and my wife and my daughter and the uh, beer meister from the Red and Eagle, Brad ah. Ran, we went out to Paradise by the Slice. I've never been there. Very good place. Uh, lots of beers on tap. Very good uh, pizza 
place style food like pizza, steak sandwiches, wings, stuff like that. All the stuff I love to eat, and again, all right the beer. And they had a Yards Tap takeover there Ooh. last night, and I'm a huge fan of Yards. Yeah, one of my it's probably my one A along with like a one B of victory as far as my favorite, and like one C is Trogue as far as my favorite breweries, and they're all local, which is awesome. And uh, they had a Yards Tap takeover, and last year when I was down at the Yards. Um, brewery before a uh, Phillies game, they had this Sons of Ben ah. beer. It's a pale ale. Now, I am anti-soccer. I can throw that out there right now. You're not a football guy. I don't like football. Ah, no, I don't like the football. Wicket. It is a sticky wicket. <laughs> and this beer is brewed for the Sons of Ben, which is like a charitable branch of the Philadelphia Union. It's like the super fans, basically. And I guess they do charity yeah, stuff. Yeah, they do charity too, yeah. Because that's what they were telling me last night at the Yards. And now they started bottling it. And they had it at this tap takeover, so I had a pint, and then I got to meet the representative from Yards, Ooh. and I got to I had to play it cool. So you were fangirl. I was a little bit. bit. I had to <laughs> really play it down. I had to act like I didn't want it. Yeah, but, but you wanted. I it. wanted it. Yeah, and uh, he we started talking about the radio show, and he's like, "If you ever want someone on to come on the show, and we'll have a little chat." Nice. And I and I was like, "Yeah, we could do that." You know, and no, yeah, yeah just great. really playing it's cool. Exactly. I had to play and a little on hard. The inside, get. you're like. Your heart's beating well, out of your chest. Then he, like, he's like getting the card out, and it took everything I had not to jump up and snatch it out of his hands. <laughs> I'm like, display cool, man. He's going to hand it to you. He's going to hand it to I you. I promise. He's going to give it to you. So we exchanged cards, and then I uh, followed him on Twitter like right away like a real nerd. <laughs> and on the way home, he pointed me to where I could find a case of the Yards Sons of Ben beer, and I took a picture of the Yards Sons of Ben case, and I tweeted it to him. It's like, thanks for pointing me in the right direction. I picked them up on the way home. <laughs> and he followed me back, and I hugged my wife. Yes. Yes. And you were like, it is complete. So uh, we are enjoying that tonight. You can you, you, you liked it as well. It's a really good beer, yeah. Very and, good. I, and I don't like those uh, hoppy ones. Not too hoppy at all. Yeah, not too hoppy. Nice, smooth, pale ale. Mm-hmm. Very so good. That's, I, I did play it cool last night. I was pretty proud of myself. So, so you, you can do it from time to time. Somehow I didn't step on myself last night. See? I stayed seated. I didn't move. See? You I, can do it, Mike. I took the physicality out of the equation. <laughs> okay, well, there, there's your uh, uh, key to success. So there you go. Hey, a couple things we uh, want to get into here, and we're running out of time because we've been uh, jibber-jabbering for quite some time. It is going to be National uh, Hamburger Day on Sunday, so this will actually post the day after National Hamburger Day. And real quick, I just want to go through this list. Uh, here are, according to uh, fans of the burger, America's favorite burger restaurant brands. All right, here now, we go. for a long time. For, I guess for as long as uh, folks can remember, In-N-Out Burger has been the number one favorite burger chain in the U.S. Have you ever had an In-N-Out Burger? I've never had it, and I am one of the biggest burger fans that there is. Yeah, I love burgers. Yeah. And we were in Vegas not too long ago for my uh, sister's wedding. Well, I guess a couple years ago at this point. But I asked like the uh, Mater D guy at the hotel, I was like, is there an In-N-Out Burger around here? And he told me no. And this is before I had like access to a smartphone and stuff, or I had a real good smartphone. And then I came home and I googled In and Out Burgers in Las Vegas, and there was one less than a mile from the hotel. I asked the guy, "What at. a jerk!" So I was really upset with that guy. I had half a mind to write a strongly worded letter. Well, we know you're to really, the Venetian. We know you're really good at calling people out. Yes. So I'm sure that that uh, that message is still in the draft folder. I'm working on it. I'm working on the right wording uh, for that letter. So I have I have never gotten to try one. But would you like to guess? Which I think they call them like a fast casual restaurant has unseated uh, In and Out Burger and has become the number one favorite burger chain. We have them here in this area. I think it is Five Guys Burgers and Fries. Five Guys Burgers and Fries, according oh, to this list, is the number goodness. one burger. In America. And I completely agree. I will never forget the first time that I had a Five Guys burger. It was at the one that's down in Lancaster. Okay. And, uh, man, when I bit into that thing, I was with uh, my girlfriend at the time and her family, and I just looked up, and I think there was a single (laughs) tear, just one single one that rolled down, and I just looked up and said, this is what burgers should be. Is that the food item that has touched you uh, the most emotionally? Oh, man, I would really have to think about that one. But off the top of the head, the Five Guys burger, the first time I had it, because I was a really picky eater growing up. So I had like just gotten into burgers, really. And uh, I really haven't had one that came close yet. The one food item that really brought a tear to my eye, we were on our honeymoon in Jamaica and we were in a sandals and they had a steakhouse in the sandals. Okay, And it's all inclusive. So you just get whatever you want. So, of course, filet mignon. You have to. Of course. I get the filet, 
and I come out, and this thing is the best cut of meat I've ever seen in my life. Like, it's the kind of cut of meat where it's just a fork. It was a cow that was worshipped its whole entire life and uh, fed veal and well, whatnot. It was a god, this cow. <laughs> like, I finally get what the folks in India are all about. Now. Exactly. Like, I would worship this cow. In uh, fact, I did. I cut this piece of steak off. <laughs> it was perfectly cooked. I popped it in my mouth. It started melting. Like, I wouldn't even have to chew it. And then I did chew it, and just my teeth just cut through it. It was the perfect texture. It was the perfect temperature. It was cooked to perfection and taste-wise. And there wasn't much seasoning on it. This was just a delicious piece of meat. And much like you said, I just looked at my wife. That's all you can do. And I just went, It was perfection, Dan. I felt emotional. I felt a connection to this slab of meat like I don't feel to most human beings. That you didn't even want to eat it. You just wanted to say, I love you. I felt bad for it. And you like pet, are petting it. I thought I wasn't worthy. <laughs> like I have, you made, very may well might not have been I, from what I'm hearing. I've made so many mistakes in my life. A year, <laughs> just in the last week, <laughs> that there's no way I could deserve that piece of meat. But I ate that thing, and we went. I I wanted to go back. There's like three or four restaurants in this um, resort that we stayed in. We'd go to anyone we wanted. Yeah, I wanted to go back there every night. But my jerk store wife was like, no, we got to try everything. So everything I ate that week. You were just like, well, it was so, delicious. So disgusted. Yeah. You were like missing your filet mignon. I just was wanted like, that filet every night. That, yeah, I don't blame Every you. single night. When I went back and we had it two or, two or three other times and it was delicious. It was that, that single best steak I've ever had. And it's in Jamaica at a resort of all places. I love Jamaica. Great place. And I, apparently great steaks. I great, never had them. There. At least at that uh, sandal. So Five Guys, the number one. <laughs> My favorite thing about Five Guys, the burgers are good. But as a French fry fanatic. That's it. The fact that they just throw like a mountain of French fries into that brown bag. It's really bag, obscene almost. It is, if I wasn't just obsessed with French fries, I would be disgusted by it. Yeah, and, and they, they put the cup in there. What is the point of even putting the cup of fries? <laughs> no matter what you do, it just looks like some angry guy in the back. Like his only job is to just angrily throw yeah, French fries a into charade. a brown paper bag. It's great. I, yeah. that, that, by, by the way, they would get my vote simply on the amount of French fries they give you. Because I hate when you go to a fast food place and you order the large thing of French fries and it comes in that large sleeve and they're barely sticking out the top. And none have spilled out into your bag. Uh, that's my only gripe a little bit, but that's my only gripe with Chick-fil-A is the waffle fries take up way too much space in yeah. those containers. Yeah. So you'll dump them out and you'll have about like six waffle fries and you're like, come on, man. But they're so good. So good. They are so good. <laughs> it makes up for yeah, it. Yeah, like I'm absolutely willing to overlook the fact yes. that you don't get as many because they're just – they take <laughs> – their mass is so much that it just oh, takes up man. so much room. And, the, and their shape is not an uh, efficient use of space. You know no, I mean? no, not at all. Like you get the regular straight French fries, and they all just fit in there, yeah. and you can like jam them in. The waffle fries have so much like uh, structure that they take up so much room. And, yeah, yeah, they're so good though, and I so love good. I love when you go to dip them in the ketchup, and you see the ketchup start coming yep. through the waffle, or you dip them in their barbecue sauce, which is out of this world. I go the Chick Fil A. I go the Chick Fil A route, the Chick Fil A sauce. I like when I get the nuggets. I get the uh, I, I guess sometimes I get the grilled nuggets, which are still very good, and I dip them in the buffalo sauce that they okay. have, which is out of this world. I can check it out. So you got five guys up top, In and Out Burger second, uh, Shake Shack comes in third. Have you ever had a Shake Shack burger? No, but they look incredible. I have not had Wendy's. See, I'm a big fan of Wendy's. Me too. And some people poo poo Wendy's. No, I as far as um the the. Like really fast food, the McDonald's, Burger King, yes. Wendy's. Wendy's by and large has the best burger. I'm with you, and the Baconator. A, and then a restaurant that I, I have not heard of before, Culver's. Are you familiar with Culver's? No, sir. They come in the fifth spot. What a burger, which I've heard a lot about. Me too, but have not had. had. It comes in sixth. Uh, McDonald's no. is in seventh. And I, I feel, go ahead. I don't like their burgers. I, I tried uh, even those. What was those? Those fourth pounder or those things that they tried to do, like the artisan ones, that yeah, were a little bit thicker. I just don't like their meat there. I think they use too much preservatives in it. It's just not for me. I don't even think it's meat half the time. <laughs> like, whenever I eat McDonald's, and I know a lot of people are still into them, and I think, I don't know, they're making some sort of a comeback or whatever because people have just given up. But <laughs> whenever I eat McDonald's, I just feel awful yeah. about myself, and I just my stomach is just, I feel bloated. You just look at yourself in the mirror, and I'm you're so just disgusted. Like, you're foul. <laughs> What's wrong with you? No wonder you can't talk to people. Uh, Sonic comes in eighth. I'm a big fan of Sonic, mostly for their uh, milkshakes. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, their burgers aren't really that great there either. I'm not sure. I, I maybe I've had their burgers once. We go there. I get tater tots, 
and I get milkshakes. That's what I get from Sonic. I love their dollar menu. They have these like sketchy little chicken finger sandwiches that's just like two pieces of bread and chicken fingers on it. They're so good. <laughs> and I love their uh, their blasts. Their oh uh, my. I need to go either. I need to go somewhere after I leave. There's here. something about their ice cream <laughs> is so good. And then you have Smash Burger, which I've never had, and Steak and Shack, the Steak and Shake, excuse me, that I've never had that round out the rest of the top ten. So there you go. Those are your top ten hamburgers uh, joints as far as uh, according to uh, America and fan votes and stuff like that. But uh, Five Guys unseating in an out burger. Wow. I can only say that Five Guys is very good. I have never ever had. In and out burger. Yeah. Rod wants to know what's the best burger in Burks. Uh, that's a great question. The Reading Eagle was actually doing that on their website. They were asking, where do you get your favorite burger? My thing with the burger is they're almost always really quite good. Like, it's hard. Like, it's like pizza. You can't pick the best. Yeah, it's hard to get a bad hamburger. Yeah, it's like it's like how the you know the places have the best whatever the best cup of coffee outside. Yeah. You really can never quantify. You can never really prove. And I think that definitely reigns true with burgers. Yeah, I mean Five Guys, great burger. I love going and getting a burger at a lot of the just uh, casual restaurants that are around. Like you go to uh, like an Outback Steakhouse, they have a pretty decent burger. Yeah, I, I, most places do have a good burger because they know. I mean, if you look down a menu and you can't think of something, you pointed a burger. Yeah, but Ruby Tuesdays. I know that sounds lame, but they have a lot of good burgers as well i i don't go out and a lot of times we go out to eat i'm not getting burgers for some reason because because yeah, you, you're always having them yeah <laughs> we always have a burger so i don't know that's a great question i'd love to know what folks think you can email it in uh 222 mnr at gmail.com what your favorite uh hamburger is a couple more things i want to get into we got to roll through them real quick it's almost been an hour already uh feel free Ooh. to uh drop us a line here on the facebook live if you're listening wow. or get on facebook uh after this after the show post and get in on this um there was this whole Shaq, Charles Barkley thing. And, and this took place earlier in the week. And there's a lot of tension between those guys, and it's mostly just busting chops. Yeah, well, that's that's Barkley's thing. I think Shaq gets way too in his feelings about it. Like, Barkley's big thing is that he is the chop buster. He, that, he loves poking people's buttons just for the sake of poking people's buttons. I don't understand why Shaq got so in his feelings about it. So I'm going to play you a little clip here. And this is what went down. I believe this is post-game. After game three yep. of the Eastern Conference Finals in the NBA. And just listen to this. And at one point, just to kind of uh, set the scene, they're sitting on opposite ends of the table. And at one point, Shaq does something that is such a jerk store move. He holds up his hand, which has like a ring on it that's the size of this uh, container that the ta tangerine vanilla cashew macadamia glaze mix came in. And he's wearing it because that's his championship ring, which Charles does not have. So yes. he flashes Charles the championship ring. But here is the audio from that uh, encounter. And you can hear the tension. And this is only about a minute long. And it builds through this minute to the point where it gets a little uncomfortable. Shaq, you want to look ahead to game five of this series? Uh, another, mu another must win for Cleveland. Oh, my goodness. You, you don't want to mess around, Chuck? You, you have no idea what we're talking about. It's a real must win for Boston. Because you've only been to the finals once. I didn't want with riding on Dwayne Wade's and Kobe's coattails. It doesn't matter, Chuck. I got the same yeah. thing you got, and I passed you up I'm 10 years. Just letting you know. Anyway, if I had been riding anyway, on Kobe's coattails anyway, and Dwayne Wade's and Alonzo Mourning, I forgot about must him. Must win for those guys. <laughs> and Rick Fox. Rick Fox. People question why you're in the Hall of Fame anyway. Well, I, had, I, have, I, I would say this, Shaq. Why did that get so perfect? So right there, now there's four guys up there. You got Ernie Johnson. You got uh, Kenny the Jet up there along with Charles and Shaq. And at one point, Kenny uh, the Jet, I'm blanking on his last name. What's his last name? Uh, Blankensmith or something like that? <laughs> That's not right. You're blanking on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kenny Smith. All right. So he uh, tries to kind of get things back going in the right direction and talking about the game. And the two of them are having none of it. And this is why you got to love it's Ernie so Johnson. Awkward. This is why you got to love Ernie Johnson. This is why he might be one of the best broadcasters in the game <laughs> right now, is he just goes right at it. Yeah. He goes, why did that get so uh, personal there, guys? <laughs> yeah. So he asked that question, and here is uh, where it goes from there. So no, no, because, talking about game five. No, but Chuck always interrupting. Don't interrupt me, Chuck. I'm going to punch you right in your face. Yeah, yeah, I'll tell yeah, you what. Yeah, be, okay. Be, okay. Uh, uh, baby, we're going to be moving some furniture. Okay, okay. I'm going to throw one of these chicken wings at your fat You're going to grab it like what those birds do. You gonna do what? Come on, man! Quit like, around. Right. I got to go, man. Yeah. No, come on, man. You don't want to get on this old cheap uh, suit, kid. Yeah, got all that Papa was a rolling stab, but uh, the triads. <laughs> I, I, I would say I wouldn't even notice that barbecue sauce on my suit. I would, I would, I would. 
agree. I don't know this barbecue sauce, but I also agree with oh, you. Oh, there you go. Oh, there it is. Come, Come on, man. Come on, man. Now, I would say this. You don't know nothing Brady, about that. If you, you Brady, cannot Brady, explain, why do you keep eating everything they nailed down? Because you're bored. You don't know nothing about that. You can't say anything worth a flip. You're not saying anything worth a flip. You got to love Ernie Johnson. Here's the here's the thing that has to be tough. It has to be hard to argue with Shaq. He's a huge man. He's a huge man, and you have no idea what he's saying half the time. Yeah, he's You can't understand him. You can't understand a word he says, and he's on TV. Yeah, I don't know. That's rough. But that was hilarious. I, I, I think Shaq got way too, like, he just he got he, his back up way too fast. Exactly, he got way too personal, way too quick, and that's just like that's Barkley. That's what Barkley is there to do is just to poke people's buttons and prod them. And when he says he's going to throw the chicken wing at him, <laughs> is incredible. It just comes, that should have just ended it right there. By the way, and that's the only thing you can understand. That's the yeah, the only thing I'll throw this chicken wing at Joe. <laughs> As soon as he curses, that's what you can hear. Yeah. And real quick, uh, something was going on again on this show. And I wish I watched more basketball because that really, of all the halftime shows, <laughs> it is the most entertaining Easily. group that is up there. They are fantastic. And for some reason, I don't know if you saw this, Shaq took his shoes and his socks off and showed what his feet look like after years and years and years of being on the floor and playing basketball oh, no. in the college, high school, and the NBA. Now, do me a favor on your uh, Google uh, Shaq's shoe size. I wanted to do this, and it slipped my mind. Gotcha. Google Shaq's shoe size for me. So he takes his shoe off, and he shows what appears to be <laughs> perfect. For the 222 podcast, he wears a 22-size shoe. He wears a 22-size <laughs> shoe, and he showed his feet to the camera. Oh, my goodness. And it looks like something. Ooh, that looks like a, a creature. That that looks like the owner of this foot would live under a bridge. <laughs> is what it looks like. I mean, look at that thing. Now, I have ugly feet. I have terrible feet. I have a bit of what they would call like a deformity, a birth defect type oh, deal. Yeah, you showed me that. Where my, <laughs> where my big toe curls underneath my other feet. So I... While my feet don't look as beat up as this, wow! I think technically my feet are actually uglier than Shaq's feet. I guarantee you his his foot is probably the size of my girlfriend's dog. His foot is the size of your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that thing is huge, a size 22. That is a huge big toe. It is giant. And it looks, and it's not even, like these feet, his feet have a reason for being ugly. They've seen wars. Man. Oh, oh! They've they've been they've been places. They've been dragging that giant man not just up and down a basketball court, but everywhere just his whole life for the last forty five years. He's got to be up to forty five, fifty years they old have now, to right? Be sick of it. Like <laughs> I am sick and tired of being sick and tired. <laughs> these feet, <laughs> these feet, like like Bob Vila was starring these old feet. <laughs> yes. like if he was going to yes. fix these up. That's <laughs> if you would go to a podiatrist. I mean, you have to be a scene from this old feet. Like, I don't know what they could do uh, with these. Like, that big toe, it looks like you cut that big toe off and threw it, it would come back to you. It looks like you could feed a family of four with his big toe. It's, a family of four could live yeah. inside his big toe. Yes. But that thing is, is, I mean, that's old and busted right there. Old and busted. Wow. Uh, there you go. Real quick, we got to do this because we promised we would do it on the radio show. Uh, top 50 shows of the 2016-2017 season. Uh, would you like to guess what shows made the top 10? Uh, I know Big Bang Theory's in there. People Big Bang love that Theory show. comes in number second on number two on the list. Uh, is, does Game of Thrones qualify or no? There are no pay channel because they just gotcha. don't get enough viewers. This is total viewers. Uh, I honestly don't watch that much TV. Big Bang Theory is the only one that I can think of right off the top of my head. You're going to feel silly. The number one show in America, Sunday Night Football. Oh, well, obviously. On the NF, on the NBC, 20.1 million viewers per week. The Big Bang Theory comes in second, though, 18.8. That thing's been on forever and isn't funny. Not at all. <laughs> it still drags in all those people. By the way, there you don't get to a show besides football that I watch until number 18 <laughs> with Designated Survivor. Incredible show. It's good. I wouldn't really? call it incredible. I think it was a good job for Kiefer to come back. Yes, it's great mindless entertainment. It really is. Yeah, yeah. Like you're not, you're not. They're not breaking any barriers. There. No, no. It's yeah. uh, it's all been done before. It's great though. It's, yeah. it's entertaining. I like it. Yeah, and it's Kiefer. Yeah, and uh, then at number thirty six is the next one with the Blacklist, which I like with James Spader because he's making bald tough. Never saw it. You should watch the Blacklist. It's about four episodes, four seasons in at this point. So here you go. NFL football Sunday night, uh, number one on NBC. Number two, Big Bang Theory. 
NCIS mm. comes in third with 18 million. I do not know one person that watches NCIS. Me neither. I've never met anybody. I know a bunch of people that watch NCIS. Law and Order, but not NCIS. NFL Thursday Night Football, which was on NBC, which are just the worst games in the history of mankind. But I still watch them every week. Me too. 17.1 <laughs> million people. It is in fourth place. NFL Sunday Night Pre-Kickoff, 15.2. It is in... Um, Sorry. <laughs> it is in fifth place. Bull on CBS is in sixth. NFL Thursday night football, so the pregame show for Thursday night beats the actual football on CBS, wow. 14.7 million. Then you got This Is Us, which my wife loved at 14.7. Blue Bloods on CBS. Again, I do not know one single person who watches that show. Tom Selleck, his mustache Tom is Selleck's fantastic mustache. Uh, at uh, 14 million. And then the OT, the postgame show on Fox <laughs> with stupid Michael Strahan. And, and Howie Long and Terry Bradshaw, oh my God. who, by the way, Nutrisystem should get should demand all their money back yeah, from Tom. Br- yeah. from Tom, uh, he's a terrible spokesperson, and uh, he looks maybe even worse off. So there you go; <laughs> they're intense. So those are your top ten shows as far as uh, total viewers go. There you go. There you go. That's your uh, first show sitting, uh, well, third chair next to Robbie here. I missed Robbie though. This uh, this cutout didn't do it for me. He's will be back next week for episode fifty. Thank you for sitting in. Hope you had a good time. Yes, a great time as always. That's going to do it for us. Again, uh, feel free to shoot us an email two twenty two. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, two twenty two MNR at gmail dot com. Normally that's Robbie's job. Uh, at Mike and Robbie <laughs> on Twitter, Facebook. It's Facebook dot com slash Mike and Robbie. Uh, and we made a little thing last week where we said that I would post fat pics. If any, if we were able to double our numbers, we didn't do it. Not even close. <laughs> I could tell by your face. Yeah, I'm not happy. Well, you're still happy though. You got to hang out with me. I'm happy that there I got to hang go. out with you. But I, w- I wish we would have come closer. So if please go ahead. But we also did have the technical difficulty. Our numbers were rising. They were on the rise before we had our little issue. A little technical difficulty. Then we did scare people off. Uh, Dave said, "What's your take on Greek burgers?" I don't know what a Greek burger is. We're gonna have to do some googling. Dave, stick with us. That's going to be uh, the end of the show. It's episode fifty. No, <laughs> forty nine of the two twenty two podcast. That's Dan. For my uh, good friend, Robbie Lessig, my name is Mike. Have a great, great Memorial Day, everybody. We'll talk to you uh, next week.